0: Hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is John.
1: And my name is Caitlin. And welcome to an episode of the Riverdale Register.
0: I just said that. I know. You, you,
1: but I don't know how to go on without saying it as well. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it. That it's as well.
0: just who you are.
1: I know. It's who I am. John is very sick today, guys.
0: It's okay. I got a medicine ball from Starbucks. I'm on some Tylenol, sinus severe. I'm, I'm ready. That's good.
1: That's good. That's good shit. Yeah. It, it is. It's, it's taking
0: me all the way. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't know what a medicine ball is.
1: Yeah, so John texted me that he was going to Starbucks for a medicine ball. And literally in my brain, I was like, oh, he probably is using like text speak or something. So he's probably meant to say like for a mocha
0: Oh, you thought it was like, autocorrect? Yeah,
1: autocorrect, whatever. But no, it was a real thing. It's a real thing. Real it's deal. A, thing. Some kind
0: of combination of uh, jade, citrus, mint tea, and peach tea. I assume there's something. It's else definitely in there, too. just
1: tea with like a little lemon and ginger. But honestly, like it might just be psychosomatic or not it psychosomatic. Is, it, placebo effect. Whatever no,
0: it, like yeah, it makes you kind of sweat stuff out and uh, helps out if you have a sore throat.
1: You should go to the sauna at the gym.
0: I should go to the sauna gym. Yeah.
1: Healthy. Or isn't
0: the steam room the better one?
1: I don't know. The my sauna gym.
0: is dry heat. The steam room is, they is humidity. They,
1: they both make you sweat.
0: Yeah, but one's going to make you sweat more and faster, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't think my gym has a steam room. Oh, it, has, don't it the sauna. has
0: both. So I want to um, apologize for any kind of misinformation I may have uh, used last week. We're talking about confirmation It turns out I'm a bad Catholic because I don't really fully remember stuff. Are there Uh, any
1: good Catholics? (laughs) Is it?
0: Is Mike Pence a Catholic?
1: I don't know. I don't think he is actually.
0: It's not good, so.
1: I don't know. Now we'll have to correct Um, that.
0: One Twitter user, at Emma M. Rich, reached out to me to let me know that confirmation happens when you're a sophomore and the first time you get bread and wine is second grade first communion. I did get those two combined, which is my bad. But also, she says, you do wear white at a first communion Veronica said she had her communion and confirmation on one, so she's supposed to wear white. So
1: that's okay. That's why she's
0: wearing a wedding gown. So. But we just did some extra research that says confirmation happens when you're like fourteen.
1: Yeah, and also I got my confirmation, so I could I can say jokes. Um, no, I had my confirmation um, when I was either in seventh or eighth grade. So maybe I mean not not everyone's middle school is right. eighth grade. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, it really has more to do with your individual Catholic church than it has to do with, I don't, I don't think there's like any hard and fast rules about when you get your confirmation. Right.
0: I think it's more about when your it's, church does it. But it's a sacrament that's necessary if you're going to be a part of the Catholic church.
1: Yes. I just remember we had a lot of workbooks. When I was getting confirmed, like, my aunt was my sponsor or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. And I just remember we had to do, like, an insane amount of workbooks
0: before we it. <laughs> the but point,
1: then we wore, like, gowns. I don't, I don't remember wearing white.
0: The point is, um, the, what, yeah, the most important thing I want this podcast to never be is wrong or dumb. Uh, so I, would, I will refrain from ever speaking out of my butt about stuff like this in the future.
1: That's sweet, John. Yes. <laughs> I make no such promises.
0: Oh hey, we got some iTunes reviews. We did. Do you want to engage with some iTunes reviews? I
1: think we do. Do you
0: want to start with this happy five-star review?
1: Yes, because honestly, guys, like I'm just gonna be real with the audience here, just real with them. Um, I appreciate that everybody has like an opinion and everything, but like it honestly does kind of crush my soul. Like I wanna be like, I wanna be chill about this. Like I I read all the comments for anything I've ever done in my entire life. And so I'm not saying don't She writes myself. on the internet, though. I write on the internet, and all of, like, my coworkers and any of my editors and anyone that I've ever, ever been a writer with has always, like, laughed it off. I'm like, ha, 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 don't read the comments. And I'm, like, sitting there reading the comments, crying.
0: Girl, uh, this no, is not I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm
1: not actually crying. Therapy. <sighs> I'm not actually crying. It's more just that. Like, I wrote... I wrote a recap of 13 Reasons Why that was, like, a 10,000-word essay. Like, if it was a college paper, it would have taken me, like, 13 years to do. And the first comment was, like, a negative comment of something that I wrote wrong in, like, the second recap. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, it's fine. I know I'm getting paid for this stuff, so I can't complain, but, like, it's still, it made me sad. Mm -hmm. So, fortunately, I've always had, like, nice editors and stuff who've had my back and everything. It's just, you know, it's sad. So, anyway, this is actually a four-star review. Oh, no, this is a five-star review. I counted wrong. Oh, hail Mm our fail Riverdale Register. I hope this isn't a friend of ours or something. I don't think so. Tara Cecilia. That's a cool name. Y'all did an outstanding job of this podcast. I love all the insightful commentary, fun banter, relatable tan- tangents, and outlandish theories. Um, I also love all the adjectives because I'm a big adjective person. Uh, you know the show in a similar way to myself and I find myself laughing along with you and talking to the podcast as if I were there with you. Only discovered this about a week ago and I'm already caught up. Wow. That was on February 1st, so that's crazy. Um, I can't wait for more. P.S. Jughead for life and I think Keller is black hood. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. You might be
0: right. Yeah, you're saying she's right because that's your only theory.
1: Yeah, well, no, that's not true. I have many theories. but I know, I but die it's a so well
0: you we keep coming back to.
1: I know it's a hill I'm dying on. We all have hills. Uh,
0: teen Mom Guru gave us a two star review that says, "I try. I've tried to like it. So funny. Numerous times. Maybe take some of the negative reviews into account and slow down with all the side banter. Doesn't even seem like the girl likes any of the characters."
1: That's not it's true. I, I love all the characters, especially
0: Archie and Jughead. That's
1: true. No, okay. For okay. Polly
0: imitation is good. I'll give her that much.
1: Honestly, like people are like, this podcast is like the worst piece of shit I've ever listened to. I and then, they, no then who died. they, then they
0: say, but the Polly impersonation works.
1: It's funny because it's actually not a Polly impersonation. It's a Betty. It's Betty saying Polly. So, but <laughs> yet, like we all know what it means. Yeah, so honestly, yeah. thank you. Like, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> do you like any
0: of the characters?
1: I do. I like all the characters. I just, I mean, like my friends, do we not should talk on our friends all the time? Actually,
0: yeah, I have to keep editing them out of the... <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm kidding. We don't really should talk on our friends that much. But but that's kind of how I feel about this show. Like, I think this podcast would be really fucking boring if we were like, oh, let's just compliment Archie's hot body. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, if it were
0: <laughs> if it were entirely if we liked everyone and everything so much.
1: Well, I think that we like most of the characters. It's I like really- the
0: characters. I love the cast. I yeah.
1: Love yeah, they're all great. I
0: get frustrated with the decisions they make sometimes.
1: But that's how I feel about like the people in my real life.
0: Yeah. So <laughs>
1: it's fine. Like I'm like, <laughs> why are you dating that guy?
0: Just like, like what Jughead's what like that doing? friend of yours who starts hanging out with the wrong crowd in high school. Exactly. You kinda lose touch.
1: And you're also sort of like, dude, like,
0: you Take grew up in
1: Madden Town. Like, chill the fuck out.
0: In what? It's
1: a town. It's like a little township where I grew It's not important. <laughs> but if you knew what it meant, you would know what it meant, you know?
0: Cool. Deep cut.
1: Yeah, deep cut The my go. life. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, would you like to read the most recent one? It's five mm-hmm. stars.
1: It's five stars. Does it mean? No. Okay. I love you guys so much. This is from uh, Emma Ohana. Emma Ohana. I love you guys so much. have been listening from chapter 18, listening to you guys ramble like, this better happen sooner or else. And I am like, it does chill. is frustrating. <laughs> Anyways, I love listening to you guys, especially when you uncover hidden things I've never noticed. But your tangents about other shows are a little annoying. I love 13 Reasons Why too, which I already brought up today, actually. <clears> but you're talking about The Runaways. I have no context. I'm like, isn't this about Riverdale? Anyway, you're hilarious and keep up the good work. Question.
0: Yes, answer. I don't actually...
1: Why isn't you watching The Runaways?
0: Well, it's on Hulu.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm kidding. I I think we try to keep most of our tangents to similar subject matter to Riverdale, other sexy teen dramas, and Runaways is one of those.
1: Yeah, Um, actually, there's something I wanted to bring up with John today, but I'll bring it up on air, which could be edited out. Sure. But I was thinking that because we do get a lot of comments about the tangents, maybe we should do, once there's like a hiatus from Riverdale or something, Maybe get some of our other podcasting friends involved. Something called what I would like to title What the Youths Are Watching (laughs) and have it be kind of like a rundown of other shows that we could do in Riverdale's absence or like maybe not like, not like do kind of like a, you know, we watched The Runaways last season. Here's what we felt about it. We watched, blah, blah, blah. Or I just watched the pilot of. This other sexy teen murder show.
0: That could be fun. Yeah, that might be fun. You could convince me to do that. There we go. (laughs) Um, I actually
1: am Emma (laughs) (laughs) O'Hara.
0: It's been you the whole time. The whole time. But you watch Runaways. I did. I guess if we are mentioning a show that you haven't seen, we do mean it as a recommendation, and you should try it out. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't... Well, hopefully we don't talk about it too long to stay, to steal away from Riverdale for too long. I'm sorry. But we appreciate your comment, nonetheless. So, uh, this episode was called Chapter 26, The Telltale Heart.
1: Yeah, so that's based on Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Tangent, there's a character in Altered Carbon named Edgar, or uh, yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. I
1: know one of the writers on it.
0: Oh my God, it's amazing! Uh, yeah, there's a, there's like an AI who like has the raven in and shit.
1: Have you ever seen the following?
0: <laughs> I haven't, but that's Joel Kinnaman, right?
1: Um, what?
0: The lead from Altered Carbon was in that show. A- M- no, he was
1: in the Killing.
0: Yeah, that's what I said.
1: No, I said the following.
0: Oh, but I understand now the confusion. Oh. I hate The Following.
1: Yeah, I thought that we talked about it. I love The Following. I think The
0: Following is the dumbest show I've ever seen. But it does have a guy who's an Ultra Carbon in it. It does? The murderer guy.
1: He's in it, he is James? In Ultra...
0: James Purfoy yeah. is the richest man in the world in Ultra Carbon. That
1: does seem like a, a role he would be good for, actually.
0: Yeah. So should Did I you talk... see his dick? That's cool, <laughs> 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 That was just after now. Okay. <laughs>
1: Anyway, The Telltale Heart is a short story by American writer Edgar Allan Poe, first published in 1843. So that is from Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. However, I would like to say that I was fucking obsessed with this story as a child. Oh, yeah? I really like Edgar Allan Poe in general, because I'm cool and edgy and dark. Um, But basically, this guy kills this guy, and then um, he hides the body, and he puts it in floorboards, and then... He hears a thumping of his heart, but it's really just a metaphor for his guilt. It's actually the most... Like, if you're learning about... um, Not metaphor. About... Symbolism? Symbolism. Yeah, symbolism. It's just... This is, like, the first thing you read, basically. Mm
0: -hmm. I remember reading it in school. And they're like, symbolism. It's a good title for this episode, also.
1: It is. Except... What if it was just... The Cask of Amontillado. <laughs>
0: so, I, don't, I don't know that reference. That's
1: an Edgar Allan Poe story, too, I think. Uh,
0: this episode was written by Michael Grassi. Oh. Such he wrote
1: some Degrassi he, episodes.
0: He did write some Degrassi episodes. I'm glad you remember. He also wrote Chapter 4, The Last Picture Show, the episode where we met F.P. Jones. Chapter 12, Anatomy of a Murder, we found out that Cliff Blossom killed Jason Blossom. Chapter 15, Nighthawks... I think is the one with the sexy fight in the rain.
1: Sounds right.
0: And this episode. So he has four credits on Riverdale. So he wrote on season one and season two.
1: And most importantly, Degrassi, the next generation.
0: <laughs> most importantly, Degrassi, the next generation. Uh, oh, that's also the episode where we meet. Uh, sorry, Nighthawks is the episode where we meet Penny Peabody. Ooh.
1: Penny. <laughs>
0: Uh, this episode is directed by Julie Pleck.
1: Yes. Um, Julie Pleck is a personal hero of mine. She was the showrunner on The Vampire Diaries, Originals. Um, she's just like a badass writer woman, and I love
0: her. Um, Did she, we see her in person at that podcast? No. We, I've seen her in person yeah, somewhere.
1: I actually just, I went to where I watched this episode. She was there. She was doing a Q&A, mm-hmm. which was very cool. Um, I'm sure that we've seen her at some panel. In the past, because she's like, she's pretty cool at that. She always does that kind of thing. I think she used to be Kevin Williamson's assistant, and that's how she got her start. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he, yeah, she worked with him on like a lot of teen dramas, and then was able to create her own. And I think that she was an assistant on Scream, which is a great film.
0: So this is only her third directing credit.
1: Yeah. Sorry,
0: for fifth time, but third title. So, like, she did three episodes of Vampire Diaries.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think that she's directed, yeah, I thought, I guess she didn't direct any of the original. She but. did
0: the series, well, she might still, because there's, the last season hasn't aired yet, so, like, it's not all on. Right, that, I, I have a
1: feeling she'll probably do, like, the finale or something.
0: She or, did the finale of Vampire Diaries. She did an episode of Time After Time, which is impressive, because that show had, what, four episodes?
1: Yeah, well, I think that's a Kevin Williamson show. Ah, <sighs> makes so,
0: sense. yeah. And now she's here. She did an episode of Riverdale. It's cool.
1: Yeah, Julie Plack is, like, personal hero. I'm going to say it again. Julie Plack, if you're listening, I love you. Julie Plack, okay. I love your work. Okay,
0: okay. So, Betty found a dead body in her house.
1: <laughs> well, finding it is different. Found than her that.
0: mom <laughs> cleaning up
1: oh, a lot is of this? blood.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, not again.
1: So, yeah, a lot of blood from... I
0: I got issues with Alice this episode. No,
1: I have no issues with Alice. I'm like, Alice, you're just living your truth.
0: She straight up tells Betty that Chick killed this man. And I feel like we really gloss over that fact.
1: Well, no, she actually doesn't really tell Betty. She seems
0: to be on her way to saying it.
1: Well, she says, she says, the man came in and Chick was defending me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Alice killed that guy. I
0: don't think so. I think Chick killed him. And that's why Alice is protecting him so hardcore.
1: So, actually, like, no, I agree with you. Won't let anyone
0: take the chick away you. from her. It's a very stressful episode for the Coopers.
1: Yeah, so Benny's basically like, I want to help because dad's going to be here to get toiletries. Yeah, dad's coming
0: to pick up toiletries right now.
1: What Cliff Blossom didn't have, like the shampoo? How? No, Cliff oh, Blossom didn't well, have. Well, no, that burned down. Oh, right, you're right. So yeah. I guess the toiletries to Also, why would
0: Cliff need shampoo? He's like, he wears a wig.
1: That's I, You have to shampoo wigs. <laughs> you do. Don't huh. look at me like that. You do.
0: Well, that must be tweet. a fun experience. Can't wait for the tweet
1: that says, no, you don't. But I'm pretty sure you do. Can imagine do, taking do, you out
0: do. part of your day to you just, just, to just yeah. shampoo some wigs?
1: Yeah, why not? Like Cliff Blossom has like hundreds of wigs. He does it all in one <laughs> day instead of like does it in a but
0: He probably like, has a guy. Like he's yeah. rich. He's got some guy who yeah, of course some you have wigs. to shampoo. He's got a wig guy.
1: If your wigs are made of real hair, you definitely have to shampoo real wigs.
0: One thing I find interesting is that when Hal comes home and we just clean the house, because, of course, it's like a classic trope, usually in a show he'd just be like, oh, okay, this is the house. But this might be the first time a TV character has, like, had the ability to smell.
1: Oh, yeah. Imagine,
0: like, oh, the whole house smells like bleach right now.
1: Right, I love that.
0: That's usually, like, you never think about people's ability to smell.
1: No, you never do. In TV. Well, unless it's like there's a gas leak, and then they sniff loudly and say, smells like gas, everybody get out of the house.
0: Sure, or if someone has like super smelling abilities or something.
1: That's never been a plot point on a show. Wolverine. Okay. A show? A series. Huh, okay, fine. I was sort of right.
0: Uh, So, also, Betty's super neurotic. She like wipes out all of the apples and stuff.
1: That was great. Like, why not just throw away the apples? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: I and mean, he didn't touch them. Why are you...
1: Why not eat all eight apples?
0: But they just decided to leave the body in this pipe. Yes. That Alice says was her secret place. Which means it can be directly tied back to you, Alice.
1: It wasn't the greatest
0: plan. They just put a blanket over him.
1: I often think about what I would do if I killed someone. Because I have a lot of nightmares about having just killed somebody... And feeling the immense like life consuming guilt of it. Um
0: who do you kill in these nightmares?
1: I don't know. It's usually not somebody that I know. Oh, good. It's usually just like I was I killed somebody either accidentally or on purpose, but regretted it and like so I all I just think I would just call the police and I would just let the chips fall. <laughs> like I just feel like there's no I mean I mean to be fair Do they
0: really think they wouldn't get a fair trial? If they, if they well, just said, like, this guy came into our house and was violent.
1: Look, I'm not going to delude myself into thinking that, like, our criminal justice system is, like, fair in any way. Sure. But I think for me, the guilt that I would feel over killing someone would be too much that I would need to, like, absolve it in some way. Going to the police would absolve it in at least a small way.
0: I think it's, if I were alone in this situation, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. couldn't handle having that on my own. But if it were oh, a group John. of people, Interesting. like a How to Get Away with Murder type thing, it might be a little bit easier.
1: Okay. I love How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, I actually. It's a great show. I think they should have called the police. Like, I'm always, like, I'm like, why didn't they call the police all these problems? They just called the police.
0: Someone can just make a TV show where the police are good at their job. Yeah. Think about that.
1: I wrote a script about this. I'll send it to you. I think I already sent you. You sent too.
0: that one to me before. Yeah. I finished your... And should, we'll talk about it after. Okay, cool. Are oh, we talking about it now? No, it
1: seems stressful.
0: <laughs> um, so Betty goes to bed. There's just this really cool transition I want to talk about, where like it's nighttime in a room. She puts her head down, and then like daylight blasts in through the windows as a transition to the next morning, and she wakes up. Julie fucking Pleck. That's a guys. cool Julie Pleck move. Good job, Jules. I just really liked that. There's the trans- a lot of you get cool the idea shots. that she like did not get much sleep. Uh, in this episode. Then she comes downstairs and her mom's just having a normal chocolate chip pancakes breakfast.
1: Not a normal breakfast, a TV breakfast where there's two people but 17 pancakes. Yeah, when
0: does Alice have the time or the money to make this breakfast on the daily?
1: In high school, did you ever have a breakfast made by a parent that was like a full-on cereal commercial breakfast?
0: Yes, but there were extenuating circumstances. I... Did a student exchange program in high school, and uh, so I lived in Germany for a bit with this kid uh, Ben. You
1: know, I always forget that that's like a really interesting thing you did.
0: My usual breakfast at home in high school was like I come downstairs, it'd be just my dad who'd like make me a smoothie or something. I come down for the first day with him, and there's a wicker basket out full of bagels, right? Of course, fresh orange juice.
1: My mom would do this too, Squeeze
0: for him. Nutella out Uh. there because he's German. Uh, and like they're making eggs, and like, Ben, what do you want? It's a Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a Monday. It's a
0: Monday. And it's like, 7 o'clock. And like the bagels kept coming for three weeks. And they were just in this, like, there was constantly bagels in this basket available. Like, eventually we calmed down, I think, in the breakfast a front. Bit. But yeah, it, it was like a what? TV breakfast, and I was like, this isn't real, Ben. <laughs> this is not how Americans isn't are. America are." This is not America. You're not getting the real experience. My mom's trying to impress you.
1: Did you eventually learn that Ben was gluten-free and was, like, silently (laughs) suffering? (laughs) Because, like, I was in his
0: house first, so I have no idea if their side was trying to impress me. I don't think so.
1: How long were you in Germany? Three weeks. Oh, that's so good. It was
0: over the summer before, I want to say junior year.
1: That's so fucking cool, dude. I want to be back in high school to do an exchange program, but only for that.
0: You're an adult. You can just travel. That's a good point. You, and yet
1: I don't. You work remotely. <laughs> yet I don't. It's so weird. <laughs>
0: anyway. It was one of the cooler things I did, though, in high school. So, Betty can't stop seeing blood in the kitchen. Like, in her head. Not in life, of course. Right. But, like, someone knocks on the door and she drops her cereal all over the ground, which means someone has to clean again. Very <sighs> uncool. So uncool. But it's a Jughead, so. It's fine.
1: Yeah, Jughead's, like so excited about have, having sex like
0: that he's so like thrilled oh my god Jughead stuff cause he actually has like basically a really short storyline before he gets integrated into Betty's yeah definitely but like the beginning is just him being like but did I do good
1: that's so cute. This and is Betty, the Jughead Betty, I
0: love, who's like dealing with her own shit right now, has to like come out and comfort him.
1: Isn't that just the woman's way, way?
0: Yeah, of kind of. I mean, he doesn't know what she's going through. Her be like, oh no, of course you were, you you were great. Can
1: I do it? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, of course not. <laughs> oh my god, Juggy. No, it was great. It was beautiful. <laughs> Sex with you was really nice. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: And just I don't like. Uh, I get I get where Jughead's coming from. Yeah, no. Like, he's he's like, like, "Hey, I love you." She's like, <sighs> "She's already asleep."
1: Right. Right. Exactly. He's
0: totally freaking out because, like, that's a huge step.
1: Is uh, but if he had
0: known what she was going through, he never would have asked that shit.
1: No, I hope not. And she does love him, and they're cute, and I'm happy that they're back. It's gonna be weird that they're gonna be siblings, but that's a whole other thing.
0: <laughs> that is where this is headed. It's absolutely inevitably. It.
1: But Alice and FP are the ship. That I will die for. Yeah?
0: That you're Titanic? I die
1: for. But like, FP and Alice are why we're watching the show. Like, I know Betty and Jughead are like cute and stuff, but no, FP and Alice are why the show exists.
0: You heard it here, folks. Yeah. Fight For me. real. It's all Fight about FP and Alice.
1: So. I'm back to shipping. I'm back to shipping Buckhead, but I'm also phallus forever.
0: Ooh, Tattooed that I do not. Body. Like, let's not tattoo phallus onto your body.
1: Oh my god, that was not a joke I was making, I literally, <laughs> that was not a joke I was making, I was reading it, F-A-L-I-C, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh no, that's so Ooh.
0: bad, what do we do, how do we fix it? So Kevin comes into oh the, my uh, god. Okay, sorry. into the student lounge, and tells her one that there was a dead body found, Betty freaks out, and was like, oh, it's at a motel, and she kind of, chills.
1: And she's like, "I fine. that's not my dead body."
0: <laughs> yeah, that's some other some other person's dead body. I
1: shouldn't be concerned.
0: Um, at this point, everyone waved goodbye to Kevin. That is his only appearance in the entire episode.
1: But it was a good strong one.
0: So Betty decides to go back to the body, return to the scene of the crime.
1: This is a stupid like mind. a
0: cliche. And finds his phone ringing.
1: Leave the phone. Right? Leave the phone. This doesn't solve
0: any problems.
1: No, this makes the problems... In
0: fact, she creates more of a trail back to herself. Yes. Also, the phone doesn't have a password lock.
1: I mean, my phone didn't for years, so... Yeah,
0: you're right, mine neither. Very secure.
1: It just would have been exhausting to have to...
0: Actually, my phone now doesn't have a password lock.
1: (laughs) Mine does, but it doesn't turn on necessarily right away.
0: I get annoyed when I have to type in my password on my computer. It's yeah a step that I, I just it too. don't
1: I don't like it. I mean I need it I guess.
0: <clears throat> yeah, security. <laughs> I should probably add a password for my phone. So oh, we forgot the part where um Betty goes to throw up after he haven't mentioned the body. And, the stress.
1: and Cheryl's there being a
0: Just I guess normal this episode. She's very ingrained in Betty's plot too. It's really all about Betty this week, unless you're Archie.
1: I think that Cheryl is trying to be a good human.
0: Right. But also, where's she at with this Josie thing?
1: I think she's over it.
0: All off screen, baby. Yep. When Betty comes home, she finds Chicken Alice playing Clue, and this is only significant because it is the exact same version of Clue that I had in my house growing up.
1: You're right, that is significant, John.
0: I just think it's interesting. It's like an older version of Clue. They're not trying to sell you the new version of Clue.
1: That's sweet of them, yes.
0: Fine. It's a stupid thing to notice. Um, So she's checking recent texts, figures out what the shady man was.
1: A drug dealer. Who Chick was in contact with. Chick, you do drugs? Obviously he does drugs. Chick does drugs? Have you seen Chick? He doesn't blink. He does not (laughs) (laughs) He barely breathes. He just watches and cries sometimes. Silently cries. It's unsettling.
0: But, like, uh, Betty's finally, like, calling Chick out for being, like, kind of the worst.
1: Yeah, Betty, um, this is the guy who encouraged his 16-year-old sister to get into webcam work. Which, again, if you want to do webcam work, do it when you're 18. No shame. Not shaming any sex workers, just in case anyone's going to yell at me on the podcast about that. Um, but, yeah.
0: Although, in the context of the show, they do code it as bad.
1: Yeah, they do. Well, so. Yeah, they do.
0: For the sake of argument within the show, it is a bad thing.
1: Well, it is a. It could be a it dangerous thing. It's far less nuanced
0: in Riverdale than it is in the real world.
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, it's more. It could be a dangerous thing, I think, that. That is true. If you're a reckless person mm-hmm. engaging in online sex work, yes, <laughs> and yeah, and I think that's mm. fair.
0: Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Uh, Betty keeps trying to talk to shady guy's contacts, and no one Why? will talk to him. I don't
1: understand. To see if he has a family,
0: I, I think so.
1: What if he she calls the family and she's and she's like, "Hello." And they're like, oh my God, we miss our son so much. He was a drug dealer, but he did it because his little sister had cancer and we had to pay for her chemo in some way. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. Would that make her feel better? That would make her feel so much worse. Yeah. Did she want somebody to be like, now he's trash? Because I think we figured out. Yeah, because one person guy. said,
0: he's dead to me. Exactly. And then we all laugh, it's like, oh, he is, though. He is, though. Well, yeah, I think. But it doesn't make her feel better. No. So she goes to Jughead for help, which is nice, that people actually uh, talk to each other and tell each other things.
1: Yes, but at the same time, I was like, why would you bring Jughead into this? This is bad. Now he's an accessory to murder, because he's not going to just ignore her.
0: Um, Because she couldn't do this alone, and Alice wasn't being helpful.
1: Yeah, Alice was not being
0: like helpful. Like we mentioned.
1: But still, it's harder she when you're on your own. could also have called the police and not involve Jughead, as Jughead says. Call the police. He actually
0: really crushed it in that scene. He
1: did. He With was like he a He was good freaking out. Jughead, I I, think love when, I
0: love when Cole brings it.
1: I think that Jughead felt more like a relatable high school character this episode he than felt, any other episode ever. When he's
0: not fighting for the South Side Serpents, he is much stronger as a believable teenager. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, my favorite scene, because it just feels so silly, is the little parking enforcement vehicle pulling up it looks like something like like pulled out of a different show. Yeah. It was like, hey, whose car is this? It was
1: hilarious because I've never heard of a parking enforcement in help no. ever. No. No. <laughs> but then Jughead says, it's mine. Right. That wasn't a good idea.
0: And then it turns out to Betty be like, how fast can you hotwire a car? There's no reason to believe she's ever been able to hotwire. Well, no, actually, she's she, she good did at me- help she with the car. Yeah.
1: She's good at mechanics. That's like a classic Betty thing, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's not really addressed in the show.
1: I mean, for the sake of argument, let's just say that Betty can hotwire a car. No, she didn't. She hotwire Miss Grundy's car.
0: No, she broke into Miss Grundy's car.
1: Well, it's the same thing.
0: No, they're not.
1: I've hotwired money. Hotwire partners. is getting
0: an engine going.
1: I have no idea how to do that. I'm just kidding.
0: I learned about hotwiring from Lilo and Stitch because Stitch would keep hotwiring cars.
1: It's funny. I don't remember that part of Lilo and Stitch.
0: Did it do? Oh, okay. So Betty and Jughead dumped the car. In the woods. And that was a really stressful scene because I wasn't sure if that car was actually going to sink or not. It was just kind of floating there for a what while. What if
1: it floated there for like four what days? If,
0: what if it just floated there, though? Would that have been funny or, or, or stressful as they, a viewer? They
1: should have left Because I would have left. They should have left the car.
0: They should have called the police.
1: They called, they,
0: but now they've done too much.
1: I know that's the thing, and this. Is, I mean, maybe
0: even cleaning up the body was doing too much.
1: Cleaning up the body is definitely doing too much. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Rough Night? No. Okay, I'm gonna just defend this movie because it didn't get. That's great the reviews. white version of Girls Trip. Yes, I haven't seen Girls Trip. I've heard that's like hilarious. Mm-hmm. I have to watch that. Tiffany, um, is that Haddish. Haddish? Yeah, Tiffany Haddish is very funny, and I enjoy her very much. But Rough Night is the one where they kill the stripper by accident. Right. Um, I won't reveal the twist ending, but. They call a lawyer. I can
0: immediately guess.
1: Well, they call the lawyer, and he's basically like, oh, it's the self-defense, you're fine, like, whatever, and they're like, oh, thank God, and then they, he's like, okay, well, where's the body? And they're like, oh, we moved it, like, to another room or whatever, and he's like, oh, you're fucked. So basically, like, moving the body or cleaning up the body is, like...
0: It's that, really bad. That's
1: really bad. because You're when tampering
0: it, with evidence. You're tampering or... with
1: evidence. It makes you look guilty as fuck. Because if it was self-defense, it you know, you could say it's self-defense, but then you move the body to make it look like self-defense when you mm-hmm. really killed somebody. Yeah. So. Yeah. Basically, don't move a body. If somebody, if you kill somebody, just call the police. Well, mm, I I don't know. Maybe not always. But, I don't mm,
0: you know what? No. Rule of thumb, because you all live in the real world, call the police.
1: Call the police. Yeah, Just I
0: would say call the police. When you're freaking out, choose to believe in the system.
1: I think that, yeah, I don't want to be like blindly follow the system or whatever, but like also, you're going to be fucked either way. Yeah. You might as well be fucked earlier. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, sorry. Words of wisdom from Caitlin. <laughs> I don't
1: I'm sorry. Listen,
0: if you have to choose when you're going to get fucked, <laughs> have it happen earlier.
1: <laughs> and John's is drinking his medicine ball, as he says. That's very insidious. I don't know why.
0: day. <sighs> Hal comes home, and only Chick is there. It's Chick's first line of the episode. It's like 40 minutes into the episode.
1: He's like, hi, Hal. <laughs> no, they're not home. He's Bye. they're like, not home.
0: Please don't come in. <laughs> and he comes in anyway. Uh, so Chick texts Betty, and she gets there and has her dad leave. Uh, he's very suspicious of everything, which is when Betty pulls out the piece of information Cheryl just gave her, which is, hey, you're having sex with Penelope Blossom.
1: And it's real.
0: Get out. <laughs> 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 That's right. Uh, which I think Hal just kind of leaves after that one.
1: Yeah. So. I'm
0: not really sure where, where I'm at about him anymore
1: i i thought that he hated the blossoms yeah but also i think that he hated cliff blossom and i think that this could be a way to stick it to the dead Cliff blossom
0: yes stick it great choice of words don't don't even don't so (laughs) betty and alice or betty updates alice and everything she's done doesn't update Alice about how, and they go to F.P. for help.
1: Thank God, because this is the phallus that I've plotted. (laughs) Forever.
0: Phallus forever. F.P. is a pro (laughs) at uh, covering up bodies. He does a much better job this time than he did last time. Yeah,
1: he says that I don't want to make the same mistakes that I made with Jason Blossom. Yeah, And I'm like, how about... Burying a body in general. Or yeah. like, so getting he digs rid of the body grave, in general.
0: throws the body in it, covers it with sodium hydroxide. Lye? Is that lye? I think it said lye. I'm pretty sure it's lye. Uh, so that's going to deteriorate the body at high speed. Uh, and then they all meet up at Pops, and it's like a new family dynamic. With Fred and Alice on, on one side. on one side, Bughead on the other.
1: It's the family that I've always wanted to have happen on this show.
0: Meanwhile, back in the house... Chick cuts Hal Cooper out of a family picture.
1: Thank God.
0: I don't want to give Chick too much credit for this, because it doesn't seem like he's actively done anything to get Hal angry or leaving. He's just kind of...
1: He doesn't like Hal and Hal's a dick to him, so why would he... Yeah, but
0: like, he hasn't done anything to Hal. He's just there.
1: I'm kind of on Team Chick right now.
0: Wow.
1: Well, in terms of Team Hal versus Team Chick, sure. Because Hal, like, is so holier than thou, thinks he's like such a good family man, and then like goes and does like stupid fucking shit.
0: Yeah, you're right. So. And what do you you. want to talk about next,
1: Veronica? I'm
0: talking about Veronica.
1: Well, the Archie Veronica Hiram.
0: Okay. So. Well, Hiram's all over the place in this one, but let's start with Archie then where Agent Adams is, like, questioning Archie about the death of Papa Poutine.
1: Yeah. So, Agent Adams.
0: Can you believe the twist at the end? What a twist. About Agent Adams.
1: Can't believe he's Archie's secret biological father.
0: I knew it. I called it out first. I know.
1: Honestly, so proud of you. <laughs> um, I think my favorite one is still that Agent Adams is a ghost. So.
0: <laughs> it's the genre element. Exactly. Uh, Adams kicks over a drum set while yelling at Archie, and the whole neighborhood hears. Yeah, so which that is was funny because the garage is soundproof. I guess not that well. Mm-hmm.
1: That was my favorite part too because it made me realize, oh, he's not a ghost, really. Yeah. I was like, oh. but then I was like, no, Archie could have kicked over the drum kit. That was my thought. You know, that in Archie's twisted mind,
0: that like Archie thinks he's seeing a ghost or right because we were we still thought he was like in Archie's head. Yeah, right. Archie could have just lashed out.
1: But upon you know, Fight Club,
0: he beats himself up, so
1: Upon thinking about it though. Oh, Fight
0: Club spoiler. Everyone <laughs> knows
1: that. I think were you not a little surprised at yourself for not immediately thinking that this was a thing? What? The twist of the aged Adams. I just variety. for
0: some reason it's you know what? I think the best red herring was keeping him separate from any other humans. So that yeah. it was easier for us to think he doesn't exist. At all, rather than just, like, it's just a guy pretending to be a different guy.
1: Right. I don't know why I wouldn't have thought that he's not an FBI agent. That he's just, like, an evil person. Yeah.
0: Because, because we're so used evil. to the <laughs> sense of these shows to have him only meet Archie. He's like, he's in Archie's head. He's not exactly. real But, um, Archie knows that it's Papa Poutine when Kevin mentions a dead body in the motel. And Veronica also starts freaking out of this, being like, oh, my God, my dad murdered someone. She's going back to season one Veronica, which I can't believe she ever left that thought that I know. thought process. It's
1: almost like Hiram did shady things. Veronica was mad at him. And
0: Hiram then he continued. walked up and was like, I don't do shady things. She was like, you're right. You're <laughs> I'm, right. So <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so no, Hiram has only ever done shady things.
0: Yeah, do we forget how scary he was when he wasn't physically around?
1: He didn't look as
0: nice as Mark Consuelo's?
1: Yeah, Mark Consuelo's looks nice.
0: Archie convinces Veronica that Hiram is still a good guy at heart.
1: I don't understand that. I don't know how
0: Archie could think that.
1: I don't know how anyone could see that. He's clearly a (laughs) mobster. Like, clearly. (laughs) Like, there is nothing about him. It's not subtle no and he was also just in prison so it's not like it's not like anyone can even say well he never did anything bad no he was convicted of doing bad things yeah there's really no excuse uh,
0: so Archie meets Agent Adams in a park Agent Adams is a hat guy now by the way he wears hats
1: I thought he always had a hat maybe and he didn't he didn't really
0: wear hats before
1: well now he likes but hats he gives,
0: yeah he loves he's hats Deeper,
1: and deepening the character <laughs>
0: He he started, he's trying to add more elements to the character, like hats and trench coats. Exactly. And he gives Archie, like, an envelope of cash. Like, the FBI pays his informants.
1: Does it? I don't think that's true, but I'm not sure.
0: I would have to look up that one.
1: Actually, maybe... I don't think that... Do they
0: pay in cash? In shady envelopes? That's my question. I feel like it would be more like money would appear in your bank account or something.
1: I the idea behind informants was more that you received protection than actual physical money.
0: I think it depends on what you know.
1: That seems like blackmail, otherwise.
0: Yeah, well, Agent Adams is clearly blackmailing Archie at a certain point.
1: Right, no, I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: He asked Archie to go to Hiram at Papa Poutine, Hiram's just like, oh, yeah, Papa Poutine had a lot of enemies.
1: Obviously. Uh, A lot of guys. Because he's in the mob. (laughs) They're all monsters.
0: Also, like, He loves poutine. Other people don't like fries that much. Okay, everyone likes fries. Not everyone likes poutine. No, not everyone likes cheese curds and gravy on their fries.
1: Cheese curds and gravy are delicious. Cheese
0: curds always sounds like the grossest word.
1: Curds? Yeah,
0: like a curd of cheese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then you
1: look at it and you're like, I want to have 100,000
0: cheese curds. I don't think I would want that much. That would mess me up for a while. (laughs) I
1: love cheese. I like went off dairy like kind of the last month. Not off dairy, but like I... I stopped eating as much dairy because I was eating this cheese stick for, like, every meal. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, but, but yeah,
0: cheese is so good.
1: And cheese curds are the best kind of cheese.
0: So Archie comes home and sees Agent Adams' hat on the coffee table. <gasps> see? He's a hat guy He's now, a
1: hat guy. Which means
0: he can leave a trace. Uh, and Agent Adams is talking to Fred, so it's nice to see Fred get some scenes again in the show. I
1: love Fred.
0: And he's... Apparently he... Told Fred that he's looking into undocumented workers that Fred had. Canadian. Canada. Canadian, uh, legals. Do
1: you kind of feel like the show wanted to avoid being very political? Yeah. Yeah. Like. And
0: also keep pretending, like, they know they're Pacific Northwest kind of.
1: Yeah. That was the vibe that I got, which is not a bad vibe to give off, honestly, at that point, but, like, I thought that was interesting.
0: There was this Canadian, I think it's Canadian, no, I think it was American, show called Wonderfalls.
1: Yes, I know what you're talking about.
0: Where the, the um yeah, and they lived on the uh, the, the border of the Niagara, Niagara Falls, Falls, and there yeah. was, like, a running plotline about, like, how their maid was an illegal immigrant from Canada. I think. I think uh, it was the maid. There was a plotline involving an illegal immigrant from Canada.
1: It's funny. That's... I guess, so I guess it
0: is. It's a north. thing. It happens. Yeah, I'm
1: sure it happens.
0: I feel like less these days.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just we don't talk I mean, about it. Because... They have
0: the better leader.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's not that hard now.
0: But <laughs>
1: <laughs> stupid president. Anyway.
0: Woo! So Archie tells Agent Adams to stay away from his dad. And Adams' like, you only got one option, kid. You're going to plant this bug in Hiram's offices. And then I'm going to leave your family alone. And Archie's like, no, you won't. <laughs> Never gonna leave my family alone.
1: Also It's the smartest
0: thing Archie said in a long time.
1: This is such blackmail. Yeah. I think that Hiram or Hermione knew Archie was not the brightest bulb.
0: Oh, you think she, she figured that one out? I think so. What about Archie gave that away?
1: I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, uh no. Poor Archie. Poor Archie Kins. He's a good person. He's just trying to do the right Honestly, thing. Honestly,
0: like he everything he does in this episode tracks for me yeah he's so desperate for Hiram's approval that he goes to is like hey fbi agents wanted me to spy on you but i don't want to because i like you
1: i don't know why he likes him considering he's threatened archie he
0: beat kinda... him up in wrestling
1: yeah i mean i don't think archie would like him if he wasn't veronica's dad and then he just
0: loves veronica so much that's a
1: thing I don't ship them, and I don't see it, and I don't, I don't get why everyone else loves them so much. It's not that I like, like individually they're fine. I just don't see the chemistry between them.
0: Who would you want to see Archie with?
1: I don't think he has particularly sexy chemistry with anyone right now. Mm. I think like like I feel like I want there to be a girl who comes in season three and is just like fire with Archie. You know what I mean? Like I don't see Archie with Betty or Veronica. Hmm. I think Veronica could have a much more interesting relationship with somebody else. I could see Veronica getting with like a south side serpent and having I mean, that be like an interesting thing. Eh, I you guess. know like I don't know, there's something about
0: I don't really know who I could see Veronica coupling up with other than Archie.
1: I think that they need to introduce more characters. For I that think we need to develop the
0: side characters they already have. Well, that's also fair. Yeah. So Andre comes to the door for Archie. Andre is definitely a capo for someone. Right. Like a right-hand man, I think was what they said that means.
1: Well, I think that was obvious. He's Hiram's. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Takes him on a drive because the boss wants to see him. but they don't go to the Penbrook. the boss requests a somewhere private. Scenic. He even says scenic. Uh, A cliff. Yeah, they go to some bluffs. Yeah. Outside town over... Sweetwater, probably. Is it the river?
1: I Can you get so. bluffs
0: that high over a river?
1: I don't know. I've never seen a river like that.
0: So it turns out the boss is Hermione.
1: Good for her, Hermione.
0: She's like, hey, yes. we have a family motto. I don't remember exactly what she says, but the basic is snitches get stitches.
1: Feminism. This and, is feminism. Uh,
0: you didn't snitch to Agent Adams, who didn't exist. He was Aha! one of my guys.
1: My gotcha. You,
0: you all, you audience, you thought he was a real FBI agent.
1: I did. I thought it was the ghost of Notre Guy, <clears throat> but I thought he was real.
0: So Archie didn't crack. He passed the test. And she says, welcome to the family.
1: See, I thought that there was going to be another twist where it's going to show panic in Archie's eyes. And show him in the in Hiram's office having that conversation about the bug. And then you see him, like, slipping, like, the bug underneath the desk. Ooh,
0: that would have been a good twist. And then he's
1: like, shit. <laughs> Like, wouldn't that have been a good twist? That would have been a good
0: twist. Where
1: it's like, you think Archie's doing the right thing, but instead he is fucking himself up even more.
0: That would have been dope. Way dope. All right, let's see. I'll just have to touch on... Um, oh, Veronica, uh, who gets uh, Hiram to talk with Jughead... Uh, and about his dad the statue. about the statue and <laughs> sounds like because FP comes and is like so we can bring that head back to the mayor and really so where the hell is the head Ah. Oh. they get together and Hiram offers to pay the rent for Sunnyside in exchange for peace but he also Jughead has to bury his expose and they say no deal and for once FP and Jughead are like united and they're like you. see you in the funny pages which is a great line, cause that's where Archie Comics used to be. That's
1: a really good point. I, I thought that this, that was a weird thing, because doesn't everybody kind of hate Hiram, sort
0: of? Yeah. And so, everyone knows he's a criminal.
1: So, yeah. Why would uh, Jack need the expose?
0: Uh, to explain just how he's buying up all the land to make Hiram land.
1: Honestly, if Hiram Land is not real, I will ride. It feels like it's happening. It really does feel I like mean, it's happening. I mean, he's having. bought
0: up. He's, like, encircling major portions of the town with what he's buying. But the, anyway. He's getting
1: permits to build higher so they can put the Ferris wheel in. It's very <laughs> exciting stuff. It's going to uh, put Riverdale on the map. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, Veronica sees the mayor leave after an argument with the lodges. Uh, so they're going to accelerate their plan. And they're going to, like, take Mayor McCoy down because she's going to turn against them. Yes. So Veronica kind of... Oh, yeah. They call it Operation Guess Who's Coming to Dinner.
1: I, I thought that was a really badass way. I think Hermione delivered that one. Yeah. It was, like, really cool the way she said it. So, <laughs>
0: operation Guess Who's, Guess
1: Who's Coming to Dinner. It's such a long
0: name for an operation. No,
1: Well, then they could do the acronym. Yeah.
0: Do the Brewery Mac version. Never, Guess who?
1: I, I like like... <laughs> We got to see that. We got to see that. We didn't get to see that operation.
0: No, because Veronica goes to Iroquois like, hey, they know about you and the sheriff?
1: Which is, it doesn't really seem like that big of a deal. It, it just seems upsetting, like it would upset Josie and Kevin. I, I don't really... know.
0: I think people want the person they they typically. In times past, if you if you're electing someone to office, you want to be able to trust them, and you want to be able to know they can handle something like a marriage.
1: So crazy! So how crazy! That's the thing how that want. used
0: to be a that thing that people really cared about.
1: Literally, so funny! Oh my god!
0: So, <laughs> the the mayor McCoy steps down as the mayor. Also, Josie's only appearance in this episode in the background of the shot. She
1: looks like a goddess, though. The both of them are goddesses. But
0: Josie looks. Skinny to the point where I'm ner- where i worried.
1: No, I think it's just her. I, I don't want
0: to. I don't want to put my own feelings on her body. But... Don't
1: don't fa- don't skinny shame Josie. Josie okay. is a beautiful goddess. Be She's a small person.
0: But we are getting that mayor race subplot that I that I thought I we I know would get.
1: it's a small town. Yeah. Everyone wants to be mayor. They're
0: probably going to really accelerate it for the last couple episodes of the season.
1: Fred yeah. has to be mayor.
0: There, I have like nine more episodes this season. What if
1: Fred gets to be mayor and live in like a mayor house?
0: I think Fred will run. And but Hiram, I'm will betting win. Hiram wins.
1: Ah.
0: And then next season, is Hiram controls the town.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Or like, we'll get distracted because the Black Hood will be back.
1: What if the Black Hood kills Hiram Lodge because Mark Consuelo books a pilot?
0: But he came to this show because his other show got canceled.
1: I don't know. I'm just saying things happen in TV.
0: I don't know, he seems pretty happy where he is.
1: Yeah, he's working out with Katie Appa. Seems fun.
0: What are we missing? Oh, Cheryl. Cheryl uh, tells her moms that you're destroying families through the courtesan ways. Hilarious.
1: This whole courtesan plotline, I wasn't here for it, I'm here for it now.
0: Penelope's falling for hell. It's real. It's real. But It's not like
1: the other Cheryl. It's real.
0: I mean, that's just terrible prostitution practices. You're not supposed to fall in love.
1: You can't. Have you not seen Pretty Woman? Which I guess actually is the. If you saw Pretty Woman, this might be encouraging. (laughs) But yeah. Also, who's paying for this? Does she sleep with other people? Did Riverdale really need Uh, a an upscale prostitute? And would Penelope Blossom really be the person for that? I don't know. It just seems like she had other things going on. I don't know. I'm assuming the maple syrup company is shut down.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You know, you don't really know. I I don't know. We don't talk about it.
1: They still did make I mean, the Coopers
0: still use a lot of maple syrup in their house.
1: Well, they have like 20 pancakes in (laughs) the house. Every morning. Yeah.
0: How are they all in such good shape?
1: I don't know, man.
0: Uh, Cheryl's an archery person now, by the way.
1: She is kindness every day. And she had like
0: a whole outfit. Yeah. Like, dang.
1: Don't tell me any different. She's Katniss.
0: Oof, she's not Katniss. She's Katniss. She would not do as well. She would do
1: better. No,
0: people would not send her stuff.
1: I would send her stuff. She's not likable. I would send her stuff. She's so likable. I love her.
0: She would be different every day of the, com- of the competition. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's how you keep people on your toes. No,
0: that's not how you get people to root for someone. Disagree. huh. Cheryl was up all night tossing and turning her canopy sleigh bed, and that's what she tells Betty. In her Betty canopy sleigh bed, that hal has been amazing. having an affair. I think that's all the uh, various plot points for this episode.
1: Betty like didn't really seem to care that her dad was like hooking up
0: with. Noah it's kind of an awesome. afterthought. Maybe she'll deal with it more next week.
1: I feel like it was kind of like one of those situations where last season, early in the season, it would have like made her crazy.
0: But but she's now been she's through some just, stuff.
1: Like I killed somebody, kind of, or I covered up. A murder. We're just not gonna. (coughs) We're
0: not gonna Prom King, prom queen, some superlatives.
1: Um I think that prom queen goes to Cheryl for trying her best.
0: You know what? I'll be in board for that.
1: Yay! Prom King goes to Agent Adams for his hats. Um no, prom King goes to Jughead. For getting an adult involved. Even if that adult was going to put a body in the ground. And I agree. Or and
0: uh, was it chaperone would be FP?
1: Yes. FP is <laughs> best. I was so attracted to him in this in this whole episode. I was like, oh my god, FP. Yeah, because they didn't
0: put him in his pops uniform.
1: That's probably, a, that. yeah, that had a lot to do with it. I'm
0: sure. <laughs> Who are we throwing under the bus?
1: Agent Adams for being a dick, or Hermione for being an evil bitch. I'd
0: rather throw Agent Adams under the bus Actually for just yeah. being terrible across the board.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Agent Adams sucked. Hermione, I feel like I'm so disappointed in because she was so great, like, as a human, and now she's just evil. She's like a,
0: she's turned into a character, not a person.
1: Well, she's turned into a character that's a bad person character. Like a, not a bad character, but like a literally like an emotionally like, I'm
0: I'm confused now. Is she in charge of Hiram?
1: What I'm hoping happens, here's my hope. I hope that Hermione is playing this, oh I'm team Hiram, I'm a badass mobster lady, I'm not just the wife. And she's playing that and then she's gonna screw Hiram over, take his money,
0: Marry Fred.
1: Marry Fred. Be in charge of Riverdale, and everyone's going to think it's a good thing. She's going
0: to be the mayor. She's going to be the principal. She's going to be the cops. She's going to be all the cops.
1: I love it. I'm really proud of her for her journey that I'm predicting.
0: So take us into the rumor mill.
1: Okay, so I feel like there's not that much to theorize about right now because we... Everything seems
0: pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I feel like the murder victim stuff is going to come back to them because Betty called people so like she still has stupid. that phone yeah
1: well no she threw the phone in the ocean in the river didn't she right the lake, it was um,
0: the lake. <laughs> chick clearly wants to become the man of the house for some reason
1: oh I also think <clears throat> okay here's my rumor mill chick is definitely FP's son unless it's my theory is that it's either F.P.'s son, or it's going to be somebody else in the South Side of Serpents that was close to F.P. or something like that, and it's somebody that F.P. knows, and it's not Hal Cooper's son. Hal Cooper hates Chick. Yeah. Not a normal reaction to have for somebody who is, like, no. your son. Yeah, No emotional bonding moment. It's just not normal.
0: So Do you have any emotional bonding moments with anyone?
1: Betty. Betty. <laughs> Betty and Hey, want to check out my porn site? So weird. So weird. Um, And Alice loves him. and I just feel like if Hal Hal lost Polly, like Alice did, to a weird farm cult, Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't Hal also kind of be excited to meet his son? It's his only son. It just, it's not his son. Chick Cooper is definitely a bad reminder of a time Alice cheated on him with F.P. Jones. And Alice and F.P. better get married by season five.
0: I'm hoping that Archie's plot, now that he's in the family, will finally tell us what the lodges are up to.
1: Well, I think that the lodges are up <coughs> to buying up all the land. Yeah, yeah, for Highland. Like, but like, why? Veronica no seems to
0: insinuate it's much more sinister than a simple theme park. I'm like, what <laughs> could possibly be sinister about Highland?
1: I don't understand why <coughs> she's not just telling us, like, say it to the camera. It's something face. they're really
0: avoiding. Speaking out loud, so like it must be super bad. But I don't know,
1: yeah. I don't know either, but I think that's it for rumors. I mean, the black hood is probably still out there, the sheriff Hiller is probably still out there, but I don't know. I have a lot of theories about the black hood, but I worry that the black hood's not going to come back and then it's just all going to be for naught,
0: yeah. Uh, I have some comic connections I'd like to make,
1: yes, comic connections, new thing.
0: So, Arthur Adams, Agent Adams' first name is Arthur, uh, doesn't exist in the comic books. But there is a comic book artist and writer named Arthur Adams. Maybe they're connected. I'll take what I can get.
1: Wait, in uh, Archie
0: Comics, right? No, 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 in the, in the world. Not an Archie Comics writer.
1: Oh, maybe. What kind of comics did he do? He
0: worked on a lot of X Men series, uh, it's a bunch of different stuff. He also co created a character I'm fond of called Johnny Future uh, for Tom Strong's Terrific Tales. She was like, her dad was named Johnny. She's Johnny with an eye, Cute. and he was like an intergalactic adventurer. And then, like, she finds his old portal into space, and like, takes on the same mantle. That's cool. Yeah,
1: I would. I like that. I think <clears throat> that would make sense, at the very least. Is is he an older comic writer? Yeah, he's I mean, still around.
0: He's still doing stuff.
1: Maybe he's like friends with Roberto or something.
0: Maybe. Uh, let's see. Penelope Blossom. Uh, in the comics, the Blossoms were richer than the Lodges. That's
1: interesting. They made
0: their fortune in software development.
1: That's different than maple syrup. Different
0: than maple syrup. Uh, however, eventually they went bankrupt and the Lodges bought them out.
1: Oh. They
0: are normal and down-to-earth people <laughs> who have to stop their daughter from from some of her evil schemes sometimes.
1: Wait, Cheryl is an evil
0: schemer? Cheryl was introduced as the third love interest. <laughs> oh. The redhead. But she was deemed too sexy for the comics when she when it first when she first happened. So she was like written out and then written back in later. Really? But yeah. Now she's like a little bit. She's like the evil girl. She's the evil. She's girl? She's like yeah.
1: Oh, I thought that that was that. She That's was the nice. same in the show. Yeah, I thought that she was nice for some reason. She's
0: in the one of the. It's like her and Reggie are the two mean characters in the comics.
1: That's so interesting. And Veronica's not mean.
0: Oh, Veronica's mean too. <laughs> Veronica's not nice. Uh, well, like she's complicated. But she's, she and Betty don't get along as well in the comics.
1: They fight. Are they not best friends?
0: No. Oh. That was one of the major changes they made for the show. Aww. And here's my favorite thing. <clears throat> Chick Cooper. This is a direct quote from the Archie Comics wiki. Betty's elder brother. He has strawberry hair and is a prankster. Betty's cat, Caramel, is shown to like him a lot. He is also <laughs> a secret agent for the government.
1: So clearly the Chick Cooper thing was kind of... Influence, or the Arthur Adams thing, was kind of influenced by Chick Cooper's past.
0: What if Chick Cooper still is a secret agent for the government, Um, and he's infiltrating their house because he knows because he knows that Hal Cooper is the Black Hood? That's why he's cutting out of that picture.
1: I would love that so much, but it's not happening.
0: I'm going to choose to believe it.
1: That's a really cool theory, but I don't know if it's real.
0: Chick Cooper and uh, Polly Cooper were created in the Little Archie comics line. So, like, Archie and the others were, like, little kids, and Polly and Chick were teenagers. So, they're significantly older than Betty in the comics. They're, like, in their late 20s when Betty's a teenager, and uh, Polly is apparently um, a news reporter in San Francisco.
1: That's cool.
0: While Chick is a secret agent.
1: What successful lives these people are leading. Yeah. He's a secret agent man.
0: She's secret agent, agent man. man. <laughs> so Was that's that for all... James
1: Bond? Was that written for James Bond? I don't think so, no. Weird. I think it's
0: about James Bond. Huh. Okay. I think that is all of my comics connections.
1: And I think that's, that's all of Riverdale Registers. Episode. Well, I mean,
0: what are you, uh, got anything TV or movie-wise this week?
1: That I like, that I'm enjoying? Yeah. Okay. So, I am reading a book. The book is so good. It's called *The Last Mrs. Parish. A couple of people have recommended it to me, um, but I, I like can't put this book down. Like, if I have time, if I have five minutes, I'm gonna pick it up again and
0: read it. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's basically about this woman who comes to a small town to like win the affection of a very wealthy man who's already married. And so the book is her inserting herself into his wife's life to get close to the man. But there's a really crazy twist that happens that I don't want to give away. But it's just like such a, oh my God, like you don't want to put it down. Like I love it. It reminds me a lot of this book that I also love, which I highly recommend too, if you like can handle this. Um, Behind Closed Doors, which I won't tell, I won't say why, but it's basically about this wife who seems like the perfect wife, husband seems like the perfect husband, but like there are certain things that are weird about her, like she doesn't carry a cell phone, she doesn't like, you know, you'll you'll call her and she can't go to lunch even though she doesn't have a job, Um, and just like weird things about it that you're like, this like stuff doesn't add up, and then you find out pretty early in the book why it doesn't add up, and you're like, oh my god. This is insane. And then the book is just a crazy thriller, wild roller coaster ride. Anyway, books are really great. Read books, guys. I <laughs> love
0: books. I've been reading um, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance.
1: Oh, I think my mom wrote that.
0: Yeah. Apparently people used to be really douchey about this book.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: Uh, but I'm enjoying it. It's, it has one of the weirder plot points I've, I've had in recent memory where the main character is just like, hey – I am a new personality that's on this body, and the last personality, like, just isn't there anymore. Weird. So he has, like, flashes of the person he used to be, but not quite the same person, but also just has this whole message of, like, if you ride motorcycles, know how to fix your motorcycle. If you, Whatever you do, know how it works. Like...
1: yeah. Is this a, help, a self-help book?
0: Not really. It's it's narrative.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I was really confused. Um,
0: but, like, there's a thesis to it.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what my thing is and what I'm supposed to know how to do.
0: We're writing television.
1: I guess, but, like... I don't have to fix any motorcycles for that. Yes. So we don't have to all fix motorcycles.
0: We don't have to all fix motorcycles. Cool, I'm
1: getting this. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down now. Great. I'm very hungry. Uh,
0: and otherwise, my movie thing is just I'm very excited for Black Panther.
1: Yeah, I think the world is, though.
0: So. Have you noticed? Have you noticed people seem to be excited for I'm, it? I'm
1: excited. I don't, you know how I feel kind of about Marvel movies. Yeah. Not that I hate. I don't hate them.
0: Right, but you wouldn't seek them out.
1: I don't seek them out unless it's like a very interesting one. And Black Panther seems really good. Like I saw Captain America: Civil War because people said that was going to be good. It was the
0: one before that you'd like more Captain Winter America: The Soldier, Winter Soldier. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I thought anytime I see a movie, a Marvel movie, I come out of it being like, "Oh, that was fun."
0: Yeah, they're all at least service level enjoyable.
1: Yeah, like I thought I saw Thor three. Yeah. I did not like Thor two. No, saw that on a plane. Thought mm-hmm. that was really boring. Yeah, but I watched it twice because it was on a plane and it was playing on a loop. Um, but other than that, yeah, yeah cool cool really cool
0: so where can they find you caitlin
1: you can find me online at riley tweets on twitter that's r-e-i-l-l-y tweets um yeah um and you can find my dog sell the mystery pup at stall mystery pup on instagram she's real cute um and you can find john other places as well i don't remember how this section goes <laughs> so.
0: you can find me at john Patton on twitter and on my blog, Catching the Rye, Rye spelled spell upon? I haven't written there in a while because you I've been, should because I'm distracted writing scripts. I've, that's I've good. I had really good mo- momentum on that, but I think I'm gonna write a whole piece about Marvel because their 10th year anniversary is this year. It's only been 10 years since Iron Man came out.
1: Wow. Okay. Cool.
0: Yeah. Cool. It's
1: been 84 years in my
0: life. <laughs> that's fine. My- I guess that's it. We got for this week, then. That's
1: it. So, guys, tweet at us, leave us uh, comments and questions. We do take your criticism seriously. Yeah,
0: are you sure? Because you, no, you already do. said how much it hurts your feelings. It hurts my
1: feelings, but that doesn't mean I don't take it. And and she might
0: take it. it dangerously serious. No, if
1: might. but I, yeah. I mean, I think the thing is that I don't want to ever. When it comes to criticism, I don't want to ever change the things that I like about doing something. And enjoy because a portion of the population hates it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When we've gotten positive feedback from other people, yeah. Um, but that being said, anytime we get something wrong that you think we should correct, um, that's important enough to correct, you know, totally, totally liking us up. Though I will say, somebody was I, like was upset at us for calling jughead bughead, but we don't. I think that was just a confusion. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah we know his name
1: we know his name
0: um yeah and I'm just gonna crawl up into like a like Z- a burrito to <laughs> try to get my body okay. back under control
1: Good luck John thank you Godspeed John over and out river vixen <laughs>